0: Now, the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. I'm your host here every week, and we bring you tips, education, and updates on home related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for ideas, decorating or improving ideas on your home, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, JP Sellers, Insurance Advisor at Westland Insurance, the SICTA Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole home show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. It's been my pleasure being your host here every week. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria, since 1991. It's been 30 years now. i have handled hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of transactions in our fair city. We've helped so many people with their first-time purchases, their investments, selling properties in order to move to their next location. Uh, it has been amazing. And I'm proud to be ranked as one of the top uh, REMAX agents in Western Canada. I'd be happy to help you as well, too. If you like another opinion or want to chat about your real estate needs, just reach out to me. You can find my contact information and the rest of the whole home show team members by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. Or of course you can always Google, Google Tony Joe real estates, or visit my website, the prime real estate team, primeteam.ca. Be happy to connect you. We're having a conversation today about how people are searching for real estate. Now, we all know about realtor.ca. Of course, that is a fantastic site and is one that has been provided by the Canadian Real Estate Association. It aggregates all of the data from the 90-some-odd real estate boards across Canada and it posts the information there. By the way, some people think that it's the MLS system and it's not, the actual MLS system uh, is what the realtors have access to. And that is the data that we upload to realtor.c. It's not all the data, by the way, And you know this, when you search, you don't get access to the sale prices, days on market, a number of other things. There's privacy issues uh, to contend with and a whole bunch of other things as well, just in case you were wondering why. But there's other areas or other, um, uh, there's other services that you can find online and one of them is who we're talking to today it's rew.ca rew.ca that's real estate works and we're going to be talking with its president simon bray chatting about the uh, functionality and the services that they provide you can go visit as well too rew.ca along with data and information, plus other neat things too. Like they have rental postings, even here in Victoria. And they also do things like uh, new development, uh, having information on new developments, including features, neighborhoods, and all that stuff. So I'm looking forward to having this conversation with Simon today because it's always nifty looking at other technology and other ways for us to shop. Uh, We always, of course, start our show by having a conversation about what's going on out there uh, or answering questions that you, our loyal listeners, have. Uh, As always, you can always just reach me, uh, visit the cfax1070.com site, uh, or give us a call, 250-419-7439. That's 250-419-7439. We'd be happy to bring it up. Uh, at a future episode. And listen, there's a few things that I like to chat with you about today. Now, of course, we have a lot of people that are moving into the region here. I mean, let's face it, many of you listeners have come from another place and you chose Victoria for whatever reason, we all have our own reasons uh, for coming here, but it's usually a joyful and a joyous decision as opposed to being posted someplace you don't want to go. So one of the nice things about Victoria is people want to be here. We know this. We hear this from people every week. Oh, my God. Like, I'm born and raised here. I I, I think we take it for granted, those of us who were born and raised. Maybe we don't know what we have here. We don't know how wonderful it is. Um, But we hear this from our clients and people who are moving here. One of the things that happens, though, is Sticker shock, because let's not forget, Victoria is the third most expensive real estate in Canada after Vancouver, then Toronto, and then us, which is really remarkable because we're not a metropolitan area. We're just a tiny little town of 400,000 people. And that's growing, by the way, every month, especially during the pandemic, right? But we often have people say, "Ah, I can't find a house. We know inventory is low. We've been talking about that for, for, for months, actually. And something that comes up is let's find a lot and build on it, and therefore we can have our dream home. I had this conversation with a client last week, and I just want to run through this uh, with you as well, um, just to you know give you other thoughts and um, maybe present another angle of how this is not necessarily easy, right? So first of all, uh, the aspect of building in and of itself is difficult right now <clears throat> because of the fact that we've had these supply chain issues happening ever since the pandemic. Uh, I think I've mentioned to you, our listeners, a little while ago, it took me 11 months to get a fridge. I paid for it in September and it came, uh, not 11 months, it's 10 months actually, uh, uh, it came 10 months later, uh, oh my goodness, i, I, I who would have thought normally you go into a store and it gets delivered a few days later. That's not the case right now. Builders are having a hard time with this because it's not just appliances, it's other materials. It's the cost of uh, softwood and hardwood. We we actually talked about this on this program uh, a few months ago. Things are difficult, the construction, the labor shortages that are out there. There's a lot of cost to building new and the timeline because there are Uh, builders out there who are now booked into 2023, or even further, they can only build so many properties and take on so many projects at the same time. So that is something to consider. It's not like you can just call up a contractor and start up with your house tomorrow and then have it done in five or six months. It's difficult. We're not even talking about municipal approvals right now. That's a whole other story altogether. But the biggest thing is, Finding the land. You know, we talk about this regularly on this program here. Victoria is very unique. Geographically speaking, we are surrounded by water on three sides. And we have uh, a little mountain on the fourth side, which is the Malahat, which you guys know about. There is no expansion space. You know, one of the things uh, when I fly into Calgary, it's, it's been two years since I've been on a plane, but when I fly into Calgary, I have this little game that I play with myself. And I have a look at the last house in Calgary. Because you know, it goes flat, and there's nothing, there's a prairie, and then boom, the houses start. And my little game is I know, the next time I fly to Calgary, that's not going to be the last house. Because what happens is they just expand the city limits. And then they have more inventory. Listen, we can't do that here because we're on first of all a rock and we're surrounded by water. Just in case you're wondering why Victoria is getting taller with all these cranes and all these condos, it's because it's the only way to go, folks. I mean, the development is happening out in the west shore, but very soon, well in a few years time, but there's not going to be a lot left out there as far as vacant land is concerned. So, folks, it's not that easy just finding a vacant piece of land. And building a home on it. That's why it is not necessarily a viable option. That's why the resale marketplace is so hot. It's because of the fact that when you think about it, even though houses are very expensive right now, it's still a better value to actually buy a pre-existing home because you're not going through this whole supply chain or labor shortage issue or any of that kind of stuff. Now, uh, the reason why this comes up about building on land is because People can't find what they're looking for. And by the way, everyone's having that issue here as well, too. It's an inventory shortage. You know, we finished off the last month with a record low as far as active listings. And I have said uh, in the media or on my monthly updates, sales were down 15%. And people start wondering, oh, does that mean that the market is starting to stabilize? No, the sales are down because there's nothing to sell. It's like if you go into a bakery and there's only one loaf of bread on the shelf, Of course, the bakery is going to have a very quiet day. And that's what's happened here. So um, inventory shortage, it is an issue. And uh, when is it going to change? Who knows? You know, I think it's going to be a while though, folks, because the government's not thinking of making any changes with interest rates. And it's going to be hard to have new inventory in the ground. It takes long enough to build and develop. So uh, just wanted to have that little chat with you guys. As a reminder, by the way, if you're a podcast listener, You can find all of our past episodes on iTunes or Google Play. Just look for The Whole Home Show and you'll find us there. We need to take our break here. When we come back, we'll be chatting about Real Estate Works, REW.ca. Back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. A lot of things happening out there in the real estate world right now. And I have to say, in my years of doing this, we really... uh, There's been a lot of change in the delivery of information and how consumers are getting uh, access to listing data and things like that. I got to tell you guys, and many of you who listen here uh, know and remember... There was a time when we had this MLS catalog thing, and it was printed every two weeks here in Victoria anyways, and we weren't online. We didn't have the internet, right? And I would have clients that would call up and say, hey, can I borrow your MLS catalog? And you know, we'd throw it in a little paper bag, and we'd hand it over to our client because in a way, we weren't supposed to do it. We didn't have extra copies. It was the only one that we had, uh, and that's how Consumers shop for real estate back then. Now it's every two weeks, so of course the thing was outdated by the time you received it, and that was just the way that we did things. Fast forward to where we're at right now. Of course, we've got the power of the internet, and how data is instantaneous. If you're ever wondering, by the way, folks, why we see multiple offers and bidding wars and how things happen so quickly today, it's because the data is there, and it's because your realtors, realtors have the capability of preparing an offer swiftly and sending electronic signatures and everything happens so quick, right? So today we're having a conversation, I'm very excited about this, um, with a tech provider. Uh, It is Real Estate Works, R-E-W. and Maybe many of you uh, visit the website, rew.ca. And I'm very uh, happy to have with us today, uh, the president, uh, Simon Bray Simon. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Tony, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm also pumped, it sounds like a cool topic.
0: Well, well, you're right in it, right? This is what you guys do. Um, First of all, let's tell our listeners, tell us about Real Estate Works.
1: Yeah, so exactly what you've just described, this evolution that you've seen in the delivery of real estate information to home seekers. You know, what does the experience look like when you start looking for a home? And today, you know, we take for granted that 90% of us will start our search online uh, but it wasn't always like that. I mean, you think about what it, what it looked like—that kind of MLS catalog that you described—and R- real estate works has really been on that journey over the last ten, fifteen years, on on taking real estate information and data and the delivery mechanisms behind that, and trying to make it as consumer-centric and, and home seeker-oriented as possible. And, it, you know, it's it's
0: it's it's one of these things where consumers are are trying to find data. Of course, you know, I think everyone understands that the real estate boards, you know, in uh, British Columbia, there's 10 real estate boards, there's 90 something real estate boards across the country, how data is collected and um, how they can search on places like realtor.ca, public, public site. Um, but what is it that makes real estate works different for a consumer? So if, let's say a listener is, is, in the market right now and shopping, why do they need to visit uh, uh, REW.ca?
1: Well, you know, I think where we all jump to uh, these days is, you know, consumers are looking for data. They must be looking for data because there's so much of it. And if you're embarking on this decision, uh, you need more information. But if we step back for a second and think about what, what people really need when they start their home shopping experience is they're they're jumping into one of the biggest asset purchases in their life. Uh, It's not something they do frequently. So even experienced people, you know, there's nuances and, and differences between each of the purchases that they'll make. But for most of us, we make very few of these purchases. We don't really know what the ecosystem and the landscape looks like. And the way we think about it at REW is people are launching into this great unknown, it's an adventure. You know, it's got the challenges, it's got the uncertainty, it's got the doubts. And what is the thing that you really need when you launch into this unknown, into this adventure? What you really need is confidence. And, and so what REW does as a platform is try and serve up meaningful, useful data, but not just the data, the connections to professionals that you need to take you on this journey and to do it all in a way that's pleasant and enjoyable and, and not... Uh, daunting. And so that confidence that comes with in- interacting with digital services like REW is the key uh, outcome that we're looking for for home seekers. And we do that through you know, a myriad of ways. But the, the main thing that you can expect when you come to REW.ca is this uh, listing-rich, data-rich and connection-rich environment, this platform that's been uh, built and curated over the last decade to really connect you into what the real estate industry and the real estate landscape looks like right now, today, you know, as in a real time feed of, of what's happening in the market.
0: Well, one of the things that we'll be talking about a little later today is uh, is that market data, you know, talking about trends and, and how things, because that is something else that uh, you guys have been doing. And again, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, uh, touch on that topic uh, a little later here. But as far as the data itself is concerned, I mean, uh, maybe consumers need to know. Um, of course, real estate boards, we've got this data feed where we uh, provide MLS information to third-party mm. providers, and, and that's where you guys would uh, receive this information. You've got access to it, um, uh, all the stuff that comes out, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, people that don't understand the real estate ecosystem and the industry and how it works, um, and, and to be frank, when you're looking for a home, you don't, you don't want to have to know. You just want to see all of the, all of the information that matters. But if you actually look under the surface of REW, it's a complex machine. It's a, it's a series of data feeds, you know, from the real estate boards specifically. So we we get all of the real estate board information and we synthesize it into an easy to use experience on the sites. But we also composite that with data from other sources, you know, like BC Assessment and all of the recent sales and and tax and history around the properties. Uh, we bring in. Uh, new home data, because often when you're making a purchase decision, it's not just about the resale properties in the market. It's also about all the new home options that you have. Uh, and and we have started, and increasingly we're going to be bringing on more of the rental data as well, because you know the, the, the decision about where you live is not a one-dimensional one. It's should I buy, should I rent? Uh, if I bought, what would I rent it out for? So how does that influence my my uh, sort of uh, return decision on the property over time. So, so yeah, it's, it's this composite of data sources, and it's putting it together in a harmonious and enjoyable experience, so that you clean up the noise for people.
0: Well, the the rental side is very interesting to discuss because of the fact that, I mean, here in British Columbia, because licensing is a little different, you know, as far as the mm. realtors providing property management services and things like that. Uh, because, of course, uh, REW is across the country. I mean, I'm looking at the website right now. I'm seeing all these great listings in Mississauga, in Toronto. <laughs> you know, it's great to yeah. check. I like checking out other marketplaces in the
1: country, right? Um, oh, it's co- great. It's great. It's like it just opens your eyes to how things are done. Exactly. You know, that's been one of the great things about my journey as a professional is I've, I've got to do this in a number of different continents, a number of different countries around the world. And, it, and each real estate market like, offers something different.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, you know, again, with with the rental thing, because it's much more prevalent in Ontario, agents actually handle both sales Mm -hmm. and rentals and rentals go on MLS. And there's a lot of data that we don't have here in British Columbia. So that's a really interesting, that's a really interesting aspect there. Uh,
1: That's a fascinating uh, component of, of uh, the Canadian real estate market, because as you say, Mississauga, Hamilton, they're really growing areas for the REW platform. I mean, we're the biggest search site out here on the west of Canada, but in Ontario and those areas, we're still really growing. So um, good to see the, the vibrant uh, audience growth in, in those areas. But as you say, the, the content profile is so different. Uh, we get at least half of all the rentals uh, through the board feeds that we have in those locations because, you know, the, the rentals are with the agents. Uh, here out in BC much more complicated, you know, I think only about 15, 20% of those listings are represented by uh, agents that we can get through the board feed. So it requires us to go further afield and try and make uh, innovative solutions to bring that content on. And it's interesting to me because if you you think about other markets, um, certainly that I've worked in before, uh, places like in Western Europe or or, um, South Africa or Southeast Asia, uh, rentals are just a vibrant, component and category of a real estate search experience, it's unusual to see them fragmented across different platforms. Whereas here in, in Canada, you see that uh, you've got rental platforms and you've got for sale platforms and, and you, you never the two shall meet. This is a really interesting
0: point that I want to touch on. We've got to take our, our, our break here right now, but uh, when we come back, I, I've got a thought on my head that I want to have a conversation with you both. When we come back we're having a conversation with Simon Bray he's the president of uh, rew.CA which you should visit by the way it's real estate works rew.CA uh, we'll be back uh, after a break and we'll be picking up our conversation back in just a moment now the whole home show with Tony Joe on Cfax 1070 thanks for coming back you're listening to the whole home show. And I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, Mortgage Broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, Insurance Advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call They would love to hear from you. By the way, folks, just as a reminder, if you're a podcast listener, you can find our podcast. You can download all all of our 217 episodes uh, over the last four years by going to iTunes or Google Play. As you guys know, there's so much great information. I mean, we talked to people three years ago with content that might be relevant to you right now. So uh, just download us, listen uh, at your convenience. Uh, and of course we're always here you can visit our website uh, cfax1070.com look under shows and you'll find us the whole home show with me Tony Joe including most recent uh, streaming episodes we're having a conversation today about information and data and how you search for things regarding real estate and our guest is Simon Bray he's the president of Real Estate Works. That's R-E-W dot C-A. I'm sure a whole bunch of you went online during the break here to go check that out. It's a really nifty website. Simon, again, thanks
1: for joining us. Oh, great to be here, Tony. Great great conversation so far.
0: You know, just before the break, you made an interesting point, and that is the this whole, the gap between ownership and rental. And there's been a lot of conversation about this whole, There's there seems to be a stigma to renting that doesn't exist in Europe, that doesn't exist mm-hmm. in other market areas. I mean, you know, you people go, "Oh my goodness, properties are so expensive in Paris." Yeah. Um, but a lot of people rent. Like renting is, it's, it's. Um, I was going to use the word viable. That's not the right word. It, it's just, it's just another
1: way of um, having a home. And there's no, you know,
0: yeah.
1: there's no it's essential. I think, I think the word you're looking for is essential. Like it's an essential component of the of this uh, thing called real estate. And I think this is, this speaks to the heart of what we try and do, um, you know, when we sit down and think about it with our teams is real estate is not an industry. You know, we think of the real estate industry first and and it's industry centric. And it's like, okay, we've got realtors, we've got um, uh, boards and we've got uh, data sources. And, you know, but that, that kind of structure is, is not relevant to people until they need to interact with it. Uh, what's relevant to people is that they need a place to live. And as you say, you know, you talk about some of those cities overseas, uh, and you've got these incredible uh, old cities, often with with ownership across multiple families. If they wanted to sell the place, they'd need to get fifteen signatures. Yeah, uh, yeah you yeah, know, yeah. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Long lost cousins have to yes. agree. So, so rental from the supply side is 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 very. Uh, well-known thing you know Um, and then on the demand side you're talking affordability you're talking freedom of movement, you're talking all sorts of reasons why people would choose to rent instead of buy and uh, it's yeah there's no reason why anybody should feel uh, a second-class citizen if they rent and in fact even people that own rental properties one thing I found really interesting about Vancouver and 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 Victoria and the market around Uh, BC, is there is such capital appreciation, at least historically, the capital appreciation has just been on a tear. And so people don't think of return in terms of yield, which is something that you would think of uh, anywhere else in the world. You know, am I going to get a tenant? Is the tenant going to pay the holding costs and ownership costs of the home? And am I going to make a positive yield uh, on on the investment? They think about it in terms of, well, whether I tenant it or not, I'm going to make money at the end. Uh, through capital appreciation. And so it's a very unusual market in that respect. And I think that's part of what fuels that, you know, uh, uh, tenants don't matter conversation, whereas tenants Uh, are a a very, very key part of the uh, ecosystem.
0: Yeah, 100%, 100%. And especially in marketplaces like the Lower Mainland and GTA and Victoria where yeah. it is. I mean, it is hard to get in. It's, it's just a fact, right? It's difficult for people. Not everyone uh, can be uh, can be an owner or, or you know, it's not easy. It's not easy,
1: right? It, it never has been. It's extraordinary how low the rental volumes are, though. I, I've got to say, you know, coming from Europe, I was in Spain for a couple of years prior to moving out here. And uh, as you say, you know, uh, renting, and I've been a tenant for the last few years, having moved around the world. And Renting is something that's very, very easy to do in in other places. Here, there's just so little supply that it makes it quite challenging to be a tenant.
0: For sure. For sure. Well, listen, I want to shift gears a little bit because uh, I'm online. So, you know, I'm playing consumer right now. And I've gone to uh, REW.ca and I've pulled up here in Victoria. So I'm looking right now at one of the new developments. It's uh, Teresa This is one uh, folks which is by mayfair mall maybe you've seen the ads in fact they have a show uh, uh, home at the mayfair mall that i walked by the other day but what i'm looking at uh, on the rew.ca site is there's a lot of data and information about this development which is not what uh, i know we'd find on realtor.ca on realtor.ca it's the active listings on mls like that's how the data works um, but wow, I'm looking at, you know, features and, you know, bicycle stores, rooftop patio, car sharing, underground parking, you know, all this stuff, which is not on uh, realtor.ca. So there's, you know, I can see there's, there's a lot of extras here, you know, and definitely a reason for people to
1: visit, right? Well, that's, that's a great point you make because uh, too many people in the Canadian market, because you've got this interesting um, industry dynamic where, realtors have shared content with one another for years that mls catalog that you spoke of is is the first incarnation of that you know let's all find out about listings so that we're able to serve our clients better um those systems have become so entrenched that if you start a property platform these days you often start with that in mind it's like well where can i get the data easily but consumers want to see all of the content and so our job is really to go and get all the sources we can and composite them together, not to be bound by, you know, industry databases and industry sharing agreements, but really to think about it from the home seeker's point of view, you know, what do I need to find out? So yeah, where you're talking about new developments like that, we actually go through the process of aggregating the new development content. We also aggregate all the building data. So all the uh, new developments that have turned into, uh, you know, viable active buildings in their neighborhoods those are now center points of content and data that we aggregate things around. Um, so yeah, lots of reason to to visit us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and the, the other thing too is, again, I'm looking at Teresa, Teresa here, which is the development, and there's even information about the neighborhood, right? Neighborhood yeah. data, neighborhood information. And, You know, I got to tell you, for all the people that we've helped uh, during the pandemic who have come from another place, that's a big question, right? What's the neighborhood like? How close am I to amenities and things like that? And admittedly, this is not information that's easily found uh, on Realtor.ca or Realtor's websites sometimes.
1: Yeah, and and then, you know, the connection to the real estate industry is really, really important to people. Uh, so what we do is now that you've you know you've zoomed in, you, you love the neighborhood, you love that particular project, you love the buildings in that in that quadrant. Who should you work with? And so that's that's a big area that we've been focusing on this year, 2021 for us has been like the year of the realtor. How can we take this abstract concept of, of a realtor and make it instead a real personal face uh, to to a professional that's in the industry that has. Spent, you know, perhaps decades really learning and understanding the dynamics of a local market. And so we've launched this platform called REW1 for agents. But that is really a way for agents to more actively connect with home seekers on our platform. You know, we've got tens of thousands of home seekers on the platform every single day, and they're hungry to make connection with the best professionals in those in those neighborhoods and in those markets. So we've created effectively. LinkedIn feeds, which take all of the uh, relevant data that we can get out of our database, which as we said is this composite of all these different um, market signals and present it effectively to consumers so that they get a rich view on each realtor. Each realtor is completely different and unique and they've been involved in different transactions and deals. They've been recommended by different clients. And we try and present that all back to home seekers at the point that they're looking for a partner in their real estate adventure.
0: Well, and this sounds like a great thing for any of our uh, uh, real estate colleagues who listen to our program here. They might want to check that out, right? So REW1.
1: Yeah, REW.1, and they can see a powerful platform to connect with, particularly, BC's uh, vibrant real estate industry.
0: Nice, nice. Well, we're having a conversation with Simon Bray, the president of Real Estate Works (REW.ca). We need to take our last break uh, of the day today. We're learning so much, and hopefully, uh, you guys are too today. Uh, as as you listen, we're going to take our break. We'll be back in just a moment. This is the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to the Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our guest today is Simon Bray. Simon is the president of Real Estate Works,
1: REW.ca. And Simon, you're in, you're in Vancouver, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been here for the last 18 months. It's a truly extraordinary city. Well oh, and you've
0: been other places too. So, I mean, uh, you, you would know, right? Uh, Spain, <laughs> South Africa, all these other places that, that you're mentioning. Hey, listen, just before the break, and I just want to make sure that we that we flesh this out completely. We were talking about uh, R E W dot one, REW one, which is a platform that connects agents with uh, consumers, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So so basically what you see on REW.ca is at the point that you want to interact with a professional that knows about your market or about the type of transaction you're about to embark on. Uh, We've tried to present as much data about that realtor as possible to you through the REW.ca platform. So as a home seeker, the experience has definitely gotten richer when it comes to presenting a realtor's expertise uh, and, and what it is that they want to present to their market. On the agent side, we obviously want to give a great experience to those real estate professionals that serve uh, you know consumers across uh, Canada. And so we've launched REW.1. Uh, it's a fantastic platform for agents really to do uh, th- broadly three things. One, connect with their markets, connect with home seekers at the point that they need help and guidance in this this real estate journey. Uh, the second is really track the trends inside of their, their uh, hyperlocal markets. And I know that's something, Tony, you want to talk about it's, yeah. is what trends does REW see? But of course, we've got millions of sessions and millions of users on the platform. And so those engagements that people have, the searches that they have, all generate little data points that we're able to synthesize into market insights about the trends and the neighborhoods that are rising, the neighborhoods that are perhaps flatlining, uh, the the professionals that are doing a, a great job in those neighborhoods. And we take that data and present it back to agents through this market insights platform. Mm-hmm. And then finally, it's a tool for them, uh, for realtors to proactively uh, you know, broadcast uh, messages and useful information out to that audience and so we've given them a, a suite of tools that allow them to do that fantastic you
0: know it's a really interesting time to be a real estate professional because you know as i alluded to at the very beginning our our tools were rather limited 30 years ago even even 15 years ago you know for for that matter right so yeah, uh, yeah to stay to stay current and to stay uh, on top of things very 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 interesting um yeah, let's talk about let's talk about uh what's happened out there you know here we are we're sort of approaching the fall market so what are you guys seeing what are you guys seeing out there
1: oh this is a time for um you know crystal ball gazers to find a different crystal ball i mean it's just been such a crazy evolution over the last twelve months uh, you know if I talk about some of the pattern of, of engagement that we've seen on the platform i mean you've seen the 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 trailing indicators of the market with all the uh, home sale data that comes out on the monthly basis and you're able to see what's happening there on our side we see the interactions and the engagements that drive that sales data and at the beginning of covid obviously just a massive uh, plummet i think we lost half the traffic on the platform in the, in a couple of days then we saw this gradual increase well, well people empire. didn't know it was people didn't know what was going on they were, everyone yeah, was scared just, right It just disconnected, Um, you know, this was the end of March last year, people very concerned. We ran a number of consumer surveys and a number of uh, surveys with the real estate industry that we serve. And everybody had had this kind of fearful anticipation of what was gonna happen, rightly so. Um, But what we saw very quickly is the rise of the engagement with the real estate market. So you saw this great growth in sessions and traffic, but it led to this like huge peak Um, towards the end of the year last year, September, October were really hot months. Uh, March was a crazy hot month this year. Um, And then we see this wave pattern that we normally have in the real estate industry completely broken over the course of the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. So it's very difficult to predict what's going to happen. But I can tell you what's happening right now. I mean, in the last seven days, sort of since Labor Day, um, we've had a strengthening in demand on the platform. Uh, But it isn't at the heights that it was in 2020. So I would say we're probably 15, 20% behind the traffic intensity and volume for the last seven days that we were seeing in the fall market last year. So that speaks to a cooler real estate market than we had, certainly this time last year. But it is still 30, 40% ahead of the 2019 market. So cool is not cold. Oh, yeah. it's like it's relative if you know what i mean yeah exactly yeah um so so we expect a few kind of key trends to emerge over the next two or three months um but it'll all be i think a little bit more circumspect than it was at the at the peak of it last year and at the peak of it that we saw earlier this year in march and april um So we can go through a couple of those things if you'd like, Tony.
0: Absolutely. You know what? It's it's just really interesting thinking, because, you know, the real estate community, because we're boots on the street. So we know, you know, we're dealing with people and, you know, when things are busy and one's not, but to think about, think about it from the uh, aspect of uh, online, like the data that you collect, that's really interesting to hear, actually. Nifty.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's people, people don't often think about search platforms as, a way to gauge market interest and market engagement. But you can you can imagine, just like uh, if you've ever used Google Trends, it's a fantastic way to see what people are talking about. But it's done on the basis of Google searches. And, and so in a similar way, we do that at REW.ca. So what are people searching for? What are they engaging with? How much time are they spending on certain listings or neighborhoods or pieces of information that they consume on the platform? And that can articulate like a whole picture around Around what the market's interested in. Okay,
0: so so it's good good question. What is the market interested in? Uh, maybe you have that answer.
1: Well, I think I think one of the things that um, people perhaps they haven't been talking about enough is just how how the growth in the real estate market has has brought in much much younger buyers uh, than we were seeing say one year or two years ago. So if we look below the level of the session data and start looking into demographic data that's driving those new sessions a lot of it is from younger uh, buyers we've actually seen uh, almost no growth in some of the older demographics now I mean the the young demographic I'm talking about that's most of interest us is 25 to 35 so you're talking about people that are young professionals starting their careers entering this kind of real estate um, economy and up until you know, late 2019, early 2020, they were still very much in the mindset of, I want freedom, I want to be able to travel, I want experience, and I want to be able to, uh, you know, rent, because rental makes sense. They don't
0: don't want to be anchored down to a property, yes.
1: And then, of course, a few things have changed, you know, the interest rate has has gone uh, through the floor, now we can have a conversation about where it goes to next, but certainly right now, the interest rates are lower than they've ever been, Um, you've you've got historically high savings, particularly across those groups of young professionals that don't they had have other demand.
0: they had nowhere to spend yeah. it,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. And you're seeing that in the rise of, of platforms like Robinhood on the stock trading side or the crypto exchanges, because yeah, people just don't have anywhere to put their free cash. And so they're putting it into these really interesting investments. But real estate has benefit, benefited from that as well. And then I think what's what's interesting is there is this generational shift in wealth that's that's occurring and i think it's it was already occurring pre-pandemic but now it's it's occurring at a much much higher rate you know the boomer generation has probably benefited the most from the expansion in the canadian real estate industry and, and real estate economy uh, having been in it for the ride uh, and and a lot of those um uh, people are shifting or or, or or they have the equity that allows children or relatives to start entering the market perhaps earlier than they would given the affordability constraints that we've seen. But those are long-term trends that the pandemic and some of the social change that we've seen around the pandemic has just accelerated. So we see that a lot on the platform. Much, much younger buyers, uh, interest in, uh, you know, townhomes, and cheaper detached homes, so that's really fueling these new developments that happen to have been coming out of the ground at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the new development market has been really, really hot. Um, so I think because of those long-term, the long-term nature of those trends, those will fuel the real estate market certainly for the next few months and and well into next year.
0: You know, it's interesting because you know, we we talked before the the second break there about. Uh... You know, uh, mindset and how, you know, the rental mindset versus the owner mindset and and all that Mm -hmm. but there's another mindset too that. I think I I just took away something from from what you were talking about and that is, there remains the constant uh, uh, dialogue that youngsters can't get into the market but you know what you are finding from your searches and everything is that is not entirely true because it's the young demographic that's looking. They're really taking advantage of the low interest rates, intergenerational um, wealth transfer, mm-hmm. transfer, as you're talking about. Um, so when people say to us, oh, no, uh, no one could buy their first home in Victoria or Vancouver, that's not true because people yeah. are,
1: right? <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, there's, there's, there's obviously an election going on. And yeah. so there's a lot of discussion right now about affordability, and affordability is certainly a long-term challenge for the for Canada no in general, question. but certainly no for these big cities. Yeah. But yeah, despite incredible affordability concerns and and valid concerns, we're still seeing you know record-breaking uh, sales, and and from a domestic market, not from a foreign-based uh, 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 purchase. So. There really, there is a story to tell there. I think about the, you know, the monetary policy and the, the intergenerational wealth transfer that's taking place, and how that's how that's affecting the affordability question. But, but yeah, there's no doubt. Despite it being expensive, people still really value the idea of owning real estate, mm. uh, and they are doing it with increasing uh, volume and vigor on platforms like REW. Amazing.
0: Uh, so in our remaining minute here, uh, pop question here,
1: hot markets in Canada, which ones? <laughs> uh, any? So, so it's difficult to pinpoint like one or two markets. Obviously, I've got a list of markets yep. that are going crazy right now. But I would look for any market that is offering this missing middle, so, so townhomes in particular, and offering an, an increasing supply. So any market that's got supply coming online in the next two or three months, uh, or, or certainly within the next 12, those markets are going to see the greatest appreciation and growth because there is a pent up demand that we're seeing on the platform consumers want to buy want to move, but it's the supply that's constraining them and limiting them. And so if you've got a neighborhood where a couple of projects are coming out of the ground, you're going to see that neighborhood just grow and appreciate in value over the next 12 months because It's the only place the demand can go. Fantastic.
0: Oh, my goodness. What a great conversation uh, with Simon Bray. Simon is the president of Real Estate Works, REW. Go visit it, guys. REW.ca. And again, for our real estate colleagues, uh, REW1. A lot of great stuff. Again, I've been looking at the the website as I've been researching here for our conversation today. Thanks for joining us, Simon. Uh, You guys have collected some great data.
1: Oh, Tony, thank you. I mean, it's great having a conversation with somebody as experienced and and multifaceted as yourself. So thank (laughs) you for the opportunity.
0: Thank you. And to the rest of our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.